Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to a Monday edition of Sports Scene. No Billy Napier today because of the bye week. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. The Gator QB Shane Matthews is alongside we will take your phone calls, questions, and comments, 392-8255. You can also email the show, uh, Russell at WRUF.com. Shane, the other night in the postgame show, I, I, as we started it, literally one person called at the start, and I just kind of said, you understand? You just got to win on the road here. And then a lot of people called. But it's almost like now some fans can't wait to unload after a loss instead of appreciating a win. And where this program is now, you gotta appreciate that win. Well, not just where you where the program is, Steve. I think I think the teams that are sitting at the top appreciate every damn win they have. It's hard to win. I don't care who you're playing. Uh it was a fun game to call. Uh I was really excited for the players and the coaches. Um just a overall a good good team win. Well, you know, on social media when Napier said you know, how about them Gators? You you could just sense the relief, just sense the, you know, the, the monkey being off the back of not winning on. And look, they could go on the road and lose again. I mean, you got to go to Missouri. That's going to be no picnic. Mm-hmm. But, man, at some point, you got to just celebrate what you got. But we already got some emails here. Uh, we will get to them. Uh, let's see here. Mark says, heading into the season, you said, your two biggest concerns were the front seven on D and the O-line. I think it's safe to say the O-line is what it is at this point. However, with the exception of the Tennessee game, the front seven has been average to below average. Do you think they can still improve as the season goes on? I do think they can improve. I, I think they're better than last year. They're, they're not where I think people thought after the Tennessee game. Now that I've seen, what, six, six or seven games, uh, we got a long ways to go on that side of the ball. Because I look back at what we did at Tennessee, and Steve, you know how I feel about Tennessee. I think Josh, I like Josh Heupel. I think he's a good play call, but I think his offense is is very elementary. Uh, it's about three run plays and about four pass plays, and and it's easy to defend. Quite honestly, yeah. Uh, they didn't do anything against A and M, from what I've been told. I didn't watch the game. Somehow A and M lost the game. They they lose a bunch of games, uh, but I think Alabama is going to expose Tennessee this week. Okay. Um, Let's get, uh, let's see here. William says, nice win. Especially enjoyed the fight. A few thoughts. Somebody needs to answer as to why Smack wasn't kicking last year and this year. Out of all the things we've seen over the last 15 years, this might be the worst. It's malpractice, really, he says. Is Devin Moore not healthy? Kimber allowed three back-breaking plays. Was awful most of the day. If he even makes one, Probably don't need that comeback. He made, he made probably the biggest play in the game. At the end of the game. Yeah. yeah. He, look, here, here's what people don't understand. He's a very good player, by the way, in my opinion. That, that, that gentleman, whoever emailed, can have his opinion. It's hard to cover people in football today. And was it P.I. the first series? I, I don't know if it was or not. But I think he's a good player. He's going to get beat. He's going to get beat more this year. Get ready. Because we beat a bunch of their DBs Saturday as well. Uh, don't want to see one more pass to Johnson. Worst hands I've seen out of a running back for us in a long time. Let's just hand it to him exclusively from now on. I, I don't agree with that. He dropped the one ball, but everybody drops balls here and there. All right, let's get uh, Woody here. Woody, hello. 
Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, uh, listen, guys, I kind of agree with you. Uh, for me, this season is all about progress. I'm not looking for uh, division championship, New Year's Day bowl, none of that stuff. I'm looking for progress. And I'm seeing progress. Uh, like you said, it's probably a relief that they got the job done on the road, still got a couple more coin flip games and some games that were going to be uh, heavy underdogs, I believe. But um, let's just say I can be a little bit more optimistic about LSU, for instance. Uh, uh, I, I see some. I, I see some offense. I see some, some defense. There's a lot. There's a lot of things to improve on, especially on defense. Uh, kicking's good. I'm not happy they got one blocked. Uh, it seems like every time they take two steps forward, they got to take one back. But that's the nature of you know 500 teams. Uh, sort of, they do that kind of stuff. But I saw progress. I'm happy. Uh, giving up 39 points ain't too great, but you scored 41. That works for me. Uh, and then we'll worry about beating people 40 to 10, you know, a couple years from now. But for now, well, I heard a guy say on Friday, I hope we, we win 3 to 2. That works for me right now. You know, as long as we're heading in the right direction, and I think we are. So I, I'm good. All right. Woody, thank you. Appreciate the call. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey guys, uh, just a little while ago, Shane, I think you were you were referencing somebody asking about Devin Moore. Is he not good enough? Here's the thing: there's a lot of good players on that team, and we haven't really been able to say that in a while. I mean, would y'all agree? I mean, there. But we're young, but there's a lot of talent on that team, and even during the game the other night, I mean, I think everybody was doubting whether or not we were going to win. And usually, I can kind of try to figure, okay, how upset am I going to be this week about it? But while we were watching that game, I, I kind of was somewhat okay with kind of what with everything I was seeing because I understand we're young and we're building something. But, yeah, to see that comeback the way that it happened, I mean, guys, we have a really – from a roster management and what we are building, we haven't been in this position in quite some time because of with all the young talent and – if this quarterback comes back next year and then you got the lagway kid coming in, it's really a great case scenario from just a roster building. And, look, Billy's learning, too, and I think he's going to get better as a coach. Talk to you guys later. Thank you, Matt. Well, there, there's I, – I think from a skill standpoint on offense, when you put one, three, six, and eight lined up with either two or seven in the backfield, it's as good as skill players as when Trask had – Van Jefferson, Grimes, Tony, and Pitts, in my opinion. I think these guys can be that good. Can be. I'm not, not there yet. Right, but, but, potentially. But, they're, but they're also, if you would have played this type of offense game one, they may be there in game seven already. Because this is what I saw in summer, Steve. I'm like, dude, this guy, this guy can throw the football all over the field. And nobody got to see that, and everybody thought I was crazy, but – He's a really good quarterback, man. Boxing Jim, hello. Hey, uh, Shane and uh, Steve. Um, you know, Graham Murphy has got to come back next year. This is his first year with the Gators. And, uh, you know, this is the year of you've got a real young team and, and, and you're building on something. And next year I think Florida has a chance to be a really, really good football team. And I continue to be impressed with that uh, Trey uh, Wilson, whatever, at number three. He, he is really good. And then the uh, boarding house. Uh, and uh, I, I don't think that ETM was 100% Saturday. Is that correct? 
Well, he was coming off not playing, so I would imagine he wasn't 100%. Right. I didn't didn't think so. So good. But but, uh, so uh, by the time we play Georgia, our team should be healthy and ready. I think we're going to give Georgia a game. I I still don't see us beating Georgia. Uh, Now, that's a good tight end. They they probably got the number one, two, or three tight end in the country. Bowers, I think, is his name, number nine. He's out. For the game? Yes. Well, that doesn't hurt my feelings, but I don't want to see anyone get hurt. But if he is, then I'm glad he's out because he could really hurt Florida. So anyway, um, hey, we got a shot, so I'm going to be uh, be positive about it. Yeah, you weren't hey, saying that a couple of weeks ago, Jim, but, you know. No, no, no. I, I, Steve, you got me pegged. I was not, but uh, but I, I'm coming around now. Uh, but, but, but um Florida's, uh, I mean, they came back, and then, of course, I, I wasn't surprised they, they took the safety and all. That was a real smart move and good coaching. And uh, so, so I, I really enjoyed the game, and, and, and go Gators. All right, thank you. By the way, uh, Art says, why, explain why we took the safety and didn't take a knee. So, with a crazy game like that, with the leads going back and forth, high scoring, I was surprised that when we got the interception, I look up, they have three timeouts left. So, you know you're going to take three knees, but they're going to use all three timeouts, so there is going to be a fourth down. We wasted the time on second and third down with Mertz kind of moving around, then taking the knee. We didn't do it the first time. I think if we did that on first down, we wouldn't have had to take the safety. So, when you get in that situation, and uh, if it's right around six seconds left on the clock, I think it was nine, what you can do on fourth down as well, snap it to the quarterback, roll right, and throw it as high and as far as you can out of bounds. And the clock. And that usually is like six seconds is the limit. Yep. So with nine, I brought up on the broadcast, I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't run back and take a safety here. Because the last thing you want to do is take your punt team out there, bad snap, block, punt, whatever. Yep. Yep. So you, you just roll the dice, waste as much time as you can. As soon as they get to you, step out of bounds, safety. And then hopefully they don't do the Stanford pitch and lateral. Yeah. And, and the it, bands on the yeah. field, yeah. Uh, Thomas, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve, you and QB. Listen, I agree about the quarterback being good, make good decision. But it seems like to me, by the same token, he's slow coming back in in the pocket and slow and getting rid of the ball. No. So uh, that's one reason he got tackled so many times in the South Carolina game, I believe. No, so, he, he gets rid of it quickly. If you go back and you watch, there are times when we don't even touch – Rushers. I'm talking not even get a hand on them. Uh, he, he, like, like I said, I'm a big fan of him. I was a big fan of him in the summer. He's as good as quarterbacks we had around here in a long time. Yeah. Well, I agree with that, but I still believe he gets rid of that ball slow sometime. Could be. But anyway, go Gators. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Thomas. 1213 <clears throat> time check brought to you by Hayes Chilloy. Call us up. Talk about the game. Whatever else is on your mind, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ainsley Davis. Out of Athens today, Georgia Bulldogs All-American tight end Brock Bowers will undergo ankle surgery. Bowers will be out for the Florida-Georgia game and likely miss the rest of the season. In the NFL, Monday Night Football is back tonight. The Dallas Cowboys hit the road to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Catch coverage right here at 7.30. In Gator Sports, Florida men's golf concludes play at the Georgetown Intercollegiate in Rockville, Maryland today. 
The Gators are currently in the lead, ahead by 13 strokes. Meanwhile, high school volleyball districts start tonight with some quarterfinal games. In District 6-1A, Lafayette takes on Fort White, and in District 7-1A, Cedar Key takes on Trenton. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Road Eaver Boys Ranch in Palatka is a tremendous place that helps at-risk young boys get their lives back together. It's one of the best charities you can be involved with in, in the entire state of Florida. They do great work. And how do they do it? With your help. Your donations of either unused or unwanted vehicles of just about any kind. These kids take them, they fix them, they resell them. This is how they learn real-life skills. So instead of having a life that's difficult, it helps get their lives back together and helps their future become a heck of a lot brighter. And remember, your donation is a tax-deductible donation as well. To find out more about what the Road Heaver Boys Ranch does, all you have to do is Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at myfloridalicense.com. When severe weather hits Gainesville, WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff, and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako and Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Hi, Frankie Lane here from Lane's Yardware in Williston, and my pronouns are tough guy. Here at Lane's Yardware, we promise we will never cancel you, our great customers. Make sure you keep your yard looking great so you can proudly display the red, white, and blue. At Lane's Yardware, we have everything you need to keep your grass low and your patriotism high, like a Gravely zero-turn mower or a piece of steel power equipment. We got them at Lane's Yardware, located on Main Street in Williston and on the web at lanesyardware.com. 
It'll never happen to me. I'll never need help. That's what every boater thinks. But then one day, you do need help. And you have no way of getting it because you thought having an emergency locator beacon was unnecessary. You're wrong. Emergency locator beacons are effective, affordable, and they save lives. Seriously. If not for you, do it for them. Learn more about emergency locator beacons at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator Women's Volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Silverback Concrete knows you only have one choice to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it, we stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. Uh, let's see here. James says the win in South Carolina was a huge win. Sitting at the open week five and two, how many more wins do the Gators need to have a successful season? In my opinion, it's two more. Anything over that is an overachievement. It, I guess it just depends on what you think a successful season yeah, is. Yeah, I, I picked eight at the beginning of the year, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, let's see here. Justin says, team's growing before our eyes. Enjoy it. Before you know it, they'll be moving out of the house. <laughs> All right. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Steve, uh, the caller that was talking about the injuries uh, at college, that's what I called about. Um, we never wish that on anybody, especially college players, Dane Bowers. But, wow, not to tell a lie, you know, kind of glad that guy. I hope he's back next the week after we play him. And, uh, you know, I hope we're going in there without significant injuries. Steve, real quick, I probably should know this, but is Georgia off next week, and who do they play? They're off as well. They're off. They, they always have an yeah. open week when Florida has an open week. I, I thought that for the Thanksgiving. Well, real quick, uh, just for you and Shane, uh, Richardson was out yesterday. Shane, man, you know, Minshew, uh, thank goodness, was playing. And uh, looking around the NFL, and I think uh, the Jets, Steve, you know, with the quarterback, the backup, and uh, Chicago losing fields. I mean, who the heck was that backup quarterback? Maybe Kyle Trash should get from out of Tampa and go, go to Chicago. But just uh, on the injuries in the NFL and maybe even college this year, it seemed uh, really, really weird. But I think it's going to be a weird year with injuries going to play a real significant part of it. And how do you all feel about that? Thanks for taking my call. Great win. Go Gators! Myron, yeah, the, the, the backup to fields is a guy named Tyler Bogart. He's from, like, some small Division three school. They loved him in training camp. He's an undrafted free agent. I, I don't know nothing about him. Yeah, I, I think the report's now with Anthony's shoulder. I had a third-degree separation when I was at the Panthers, but it was in my left shoulder. So they let it heal by itself since it wasn't my throwing shoulder. But I think they, the word is he's going to have surgery on it. So he'll be done for the year, which you hate to see. Ooh, yeah, it is bad. Uh, Jan, hello. Hello. Uh, uh, question and a comment. Uh, question what you all think about uh, – I, I think Graham Mertz is, is really good, and I felt that way in the Utah game. was like, okay, this guy can do it, uh, and I'm really high on him. However, it seemed like his long balls yesterday – was it yesterday? No, two days ago. Uh, he loses – he seemed to lose a lot of accuracy on the long balls. And Did you all notice that? Am I wrong? Is he – just an off day in that regard. I mean, otherwise he's generally a super accurate guy, but it seemed like the catches that were made on long balls were really great catches, and oh, not because he put it right where it had to be. 
Uh, I will disagree because you're not going to be as accurate on long balls as you are on intermediate stuff. Uh, there were two balls when Khalil Jackson was lined up in the slot to the left. Should have been slot fades where the you run towards the bottom of the numbers. Khalil ran up the sideline and Graham threw him out there. He threw an unbelievable throw, which was an unbelievable catch to Ricky Pearsall uh, on an inside fade. The, the throw to Khalil Jackson was unbelievable. He threw it. You, you throw guys open. That doesn't mean you're going to hit them in stride. Uh, I, I, think he's, I think he can make every throw. I thought he played un, unbelievable in this football game because we are not blocking anybody up front. Yeah, I agree. No, he, it, it's the only, only criticism I have, and I'm hoping it was just one day. But, I mean, compared to Rattler, for instance, who was really good, I mean, he was not dropping it in stride for those guys. They had to make pretty – and, hey, the fact that – I'm not uh-huh. saying that you can do that every time, and that's easy. I know it's not. Uh, but it did seem like that wasn't happening okay. uh, much. But, again, I think he's fabulous. I'm uh, very, very happy with Graham Mertz and, uh, you know, maybe today. If I could make a comment, uh, Steve, I wish you'd like quit fighting with fans and, uh, you know, the I guy you I don't fight said, with anybody. Yeah, you do all the no, time. No, I don't, Jan. Can you can I finish your thought on this, and I'll listen to what you say? I guess okay. Am I on? So a guy called who was real happy about the game, and you said, "Well, what did you say a couple of weeks ago?" Right. Well, well a couple of weeks ago, coach laid an egg. Come on, <laughs> you can't like a, a good win. This is great. Hey, he called a good game. It was a fabulous game. But doesn't erase what happened in the past. Nobody said and it erased anything. And his fans are critical of the team in ways in which case, most cases, or in a lot of cases, are accurate. For instance, I think both Shane and Coach Spurrier have said they wish that we would throw the ball more. But if a fan says that, you're down their throat. And no, you know, I, just loosen up, okay, man. Okay, thanks, we Dan. All... We're done. Uh, first of all, that's just inaccurate. And second of all, I sit here every single day, because I like to, and take calls from fans, whether you agree or don't agree, that's great, right? But I sit here and take the call. I hear, and yes, what do I always say to you? It's week to week, what happens? When Florida loses, they can't do this, they can't do that, fire Billy Napier, whatever. When they win, he's a genius. That's how this works. That's how this works. Uh, so, I mean, again, if I didn't want opinion, I wouldn't take calls. I'd just talk for two hours like other people do. So let's just get that straight. And it isn't a matter of being contrarian. Shane has said it, right? But when somebody says, throw the ball downfield more, well, I, I respect, not that I don't ex- respect opinions of callers, but it's it's not as simple as throw the ball down the field. It isn't. That's simple. Am I wrong on that? No, you're right. I even I even called for a couple of runs during the game the other day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought Billy called a really good game. You know, he called a great trick play. We just didn't block the two guys coming off the edge, and Graham had just fired out. I think the ball slipped maybe when he threw it out. of uh, He got intentional grounding. But Trey Wilson would still be running. He would have been in Charlotte by now. There was <laughs> nobody there, Steve. Uh, Tony, hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? Um Real quick, before I get to my call, man, uh, please shout out to our Jets. Huge wins yesterday. A lot of guts to win that game. They're literally getting guys off the street to play DB for them. So, uh, a lot of guts there for the JTS, Jets. Yeah, big win. Um, big win. Um, Shane, 
what did you think about going for it on fourth and on fourth and one? It was before the second to last touchdown. It was fourth and one. I, I believe the Gators were inside the ten yard line, and instead of kicking a field goal that you were going to need anyways, um, we decided to go for it. He pitched it to Etn. Etn got the first down, and they were able to score the touchdown. But that was kind of risky, don't you think? I thought that the safe move there would have been to kick a field goal. Now. Yeah, I don't remember what the score was at the time. You know, we, we came to the line of scrimmage. I thought we were going to do the okey-doke, quick quarterback sneak. But Graham stood under there, and it was almost like they gave him a check with me. You know, we're going to try to get him to jump off sides. If not, we're going to fire it out there to ETN. So that's what it looked like to me. I hear what you're saying. Uh, but I think, yeah. yeah, I think they thought at that time uh, we needed a touchdown. I mean, you know, if Billy kicks that, I'm sure Steve's show would have been blowing up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But if Etienne had gotten stopped on that fourth and one, the game's pretty much over, man. But uh, listen, guys, if we could find a way to split the next four games, I don't care how, but if we could get to that Florida State game with a chance to get that eighth win, like Shane has predicted, maybe even knock off the Seminoles from going to the college football playoff home game. I mean, that'll be 1990s vibes for me, man. That's I think would be fabulous if we could get seven wins, two more wins in these next four games. That's what I'm hoping for, guys. All right, have a good one, fellas. Yep. Take care. Thank you. Uh, maybe this email encapsulizes things. Adrian says, now you know why fans kept calling your show, asking to open up the offense and throw the ball downfield. I know you often like to take contrarian positions to your callers, which I don't do, but I do sometimes. But even some callers on a radio show that have never coached football might know something. Hopefully Billy continues with his offensive approach. Probably would have had another win if he had this approach from the beginning. Adrian, <laughs> all I want to know from you is, and anybody else that has that approach, okay, if Florida throws the ball downfield and he throws four picks. Or sack fumbles. Or sack, whatever, then tell me it's okay. Yeah, I think sometimes, and this is not a knock at anybody who's never played the game. Or I, look, people watch it; you can learn. But there's there's an art to calling plays. You just don't come back and just fire it. You know, I don't know if you saw the James Franklin interview with the one reporter that asked him, you know, why don't you just drop back and tell your quarterback to throw it as far as he can? Okay, I think the reporter came back and said he asked the question the wrong way. But that's what I think people want to do sometimes. You, you just can't do that. There, there's there's ways to scheme up, get people open. I thought we did a tremendous job at that, and uh, hopefully we can build on it. And now, if somebody wants to say the offense is too conservative, okay, I'll, all right. But again, if you open up the offense and you throw the ball, it is predicated upon success. So, yeah, and, and like I said, there, there were times Saturday that, uh, you know, I, I know you've had callers talk about we can't block to throw the ball down the field, and I was like, well, you can – you can take your steps and get it off, and you're going to get clobbered, even if you whiff. Right. And and where we had problems were early in the game, we'd ran a little play action where it was kind of a slight boot, and guys were coming all at Graham, and he couldn't. We'd had guys open, but he couldn't get it off. Later in the game, they just went to straight drop back, and he threw some good uh, fade balls and things of that nature. The reason I was saying that is the touchdown, the game winner. We kept boarding him in the block, so it's an old West Coast play. It was a three by one formation called sluggo seam where they the single receiver runs a slant and go which was khalil but he got think 
So he looks there first, and as you're looking there, you kind of manipulate the safety. If you don't like the sluggo, you come back and you fire that seam or the hitch on the outside as your number three. Well, Cleo got collisioned. He didn't even get off the ball, basically. Then Graham just came inside and fired a strike. But we kept boarding him into block. He didn't block very well, but he did like what Coach Spurrier said. Yeah, just, just get it between get him and the quarterback. Yeah, let, him run, let him run you over. Take a charge. Yeah. That's kind of He kind of did that. Didn't really do it real well, but it allowed us to get the ball off. Twelve thirty. Time check brought to you by A. Shore, ESPN ninety eight one FM A fifty AM WYUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center, online at shopidc.com. I thought I was going to have to go through a hip replacement or some painful, unsuccessful surgery or be crippled the rest of my life. Electrical engineer Dan Vogler had awful arthritic pain in his hips, pain that not only affected him physically, but also emotionally, and it spilled over even to his relationships. I was almost mean. If you're in pain and other people don't sympathize with it, you're lashing out at the wrong people. But then Dan found QC Kinetics. With the latest advances in regenerative medicine, non-surgical treatments with lasting relief. I felt immediate relief. I mean, within half a day, much of the inflammation and pain was down. And today, Dan says he's totally pain-free, living the life he wants. At the end of the fourth treatment, I felt pretty much healed and enthused and was raving about QC Kinetics. I can recommend them highly to anyone. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Looking for your next career opportunity? The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring throughout Florida, offering a competitive starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions with a range of comprehensive benefits. As a correctional officer, you can start a stable career with competitive compensation in a controlled, team-oriented environment. No experience is required, so kickstart your career today and make a positive impact on your community. Text apply to DCJOB or visit FLDOCjobs.com to apply today. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon, skies becoming mostly sunny, but temperatures will still be on the cooler side. I'm expecting highs today only in the mid to upper 60s, with a breeze gusting to about 15 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies and getting cold. By tomorrow morning, we'll be waking up to temperatures in the upper 40s. Lots of sunshine, though, for our Tuesday afternoon. Highs near 70. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. 
Kevin Harlan here from Monday Night Football on Westwood One. Join me along with Mike Golick from Los Angeles when the Chargers take on the Cowboys. Can Micah Parsons and the Dallas D lead them back to the win column? Or will quarterback Justin Herbert and the Chargers come off their bye with a big win? Join us to find out on Monday Night Football. Coverage starts Monday night at 7.30 right here on WRUF. Gator Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Looking for the best pizza in town, folks? Head on over to Leonardo's Meal Hopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible. They'll have you coming back for more. And when you're there, make sure you tell Kyle that Shane sent you. That's Leonardo's Meal Hopper Pizza. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Let's get some calls on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Dick, hi. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great show. Hey, um, I get a little frustrated sometimes with fans. They say, oh, Napier needs to get fired this net. The guy's doing great. Second year, we're 5-2. and two. We're playing so many young guys. I look at some of these games. And everybody that plays in these games that have significant roles and these are transfer portal guys. But these teams are going to have one year. We hardly have anybody outside of our young guys that are making significant uh, contributions. I mean, uh, one thing I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the offensive line. And uh, but I think maybe you're doing great, man. I, I, I love what, what it looks like for the future. The only thing I don't, I don't like, and again, nobody's going to call a perfect play. Maybe you just forgot more football than, than I did I remember or even know, but I'm not real big on third and two. When you have a guy like Trey Wilson, I haven't even seen him get tackled for many negative plays. I'm not real crazy about a counterplay or whatever it was, the draw of the Montreal Johnson. When you're five yards deep, hand the ball off to get a two-yard run. I mean, to me, I'm just saying analytically, why start a play seven yards back? I mean, five yards back to get a two-yard run you're, you're going seven yards to get a first down i mean if you do a speed sweep or something to trey wilson i see very few times someone's not is going to stop him for a two-yard game but i think i think you know that the, the defense is still a work in progress but i love the direction napier's taking us and uh i think the future looks bright dick, Go Gators. The, okay, dick the only thing i would say to you if 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 i'm yeah. using your logic right if you have an issue with a, a back being Think about all the yardage you have to run with Wilson. That that that's farther, but I get the point. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I just think if you get it quicker to the to the line, if you get it closer to the line of scrimmage, you start to play with a guy who's elusive. I'm just not crazy about going seven yards to pick up two. Gotcha. Okay, thank but, you. Uh, let's get to Greg here. Hi, Greg. Hey, Stephen Shane and uh, Steve. Congrats to your Jets. As a, my first love with the Dolphins, of course, seventy-two undefeated record. Since the Phillies were the only undefeated team left, I just so proud of your Jets for knocking them off. Obviously, uh, I know you're a big Jets fan, so I just want to tip my hat to you and your Jets. Yep, thank you. And I wanted to talk about the game. Uh, Mertz was just balling. I, if anything, Stephen, I you know fans talking, you know, and, and I love your show, Stephen. That's what it's for, so we can call and complain. And you have the right to call us out, Steve. I, I agree with your right to call us out. But that's what makes your talk show so fun and so special. And, and God knows, I literally, it's the one thing I look forward to, to get away from all the craziness in the world. Every Monday through Friday at noon, I just love your show and all the all the callers. But 
I think with this victory, we need we learned a lot from it. I do hope that Billy learned that Florida is a passing school. It's in our DNA, Billy. Graham went 30 of 48 for 423 yards. It was a career-high game, and I'm so proud of him. I'm proud that he did it in the orange and blue, had a career game, and a gator helmet on. My question to you, Shane, is because the Graham Mertz took a huge shot on that last touchdown to Ricky Pearsall. I thought he was going to be injured badly, but finally got up and started jumping around at the sidelines, and I was just like a deep sigh. But, Shane, you took some brutal hits. I'll never forget the 91 Florida State game. I'm closing this call off, Steve. I know you got a lot of callers. But you you took a lot of shots in that 91 Florida State game. We held them with the defensive stand in the north end zone. And I just remember you taking some brutal shots, but you had to stay in there that extra second to get passes off. Danny Werfel would do the same thing. And just maybe, Shane, you could mention that or, or discuss how hard is that to know you're about to get level, but you had to stay in the pocket just a second extra, take a blow just to complete a pass. What's that like from a quarterback's perspective? And I'll listen off air and go get it. Greg? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, look, Coach Spurrier would tell you there's three attributes he looks for in a quarterback, and I agree with him 100%. 100%. One is processing information, knowing where to go with the football. Two is accuracy and anticipation. The third is mental and physical toughness. If you're going to play quarterback, you got to be tough physically. You're going to take shots. People think you're going to sit around in this clean pocket and throw balls. No. And a lot of people don't see what happens after the ball is thrown. Mertz took a freaking beating all year long, but he took a beat down Saturday and kept getting up. You don't worry about it because you can't be staring at the, the rush. You're looking downfield, and as you throw it, you get clobbered. It's just part of the game. Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Uh, I've got a confession to make. Uh, me and some three other buddies, we were at the game in Columbia, and uh, i got to be honest, when it got up by, they got up by 10, we hadn't done a whole lot offensively in the second half. And one of the guys had to get back to Orlando that night, which is crazy to drive all that way. But, <laughs> excuse me, anyway, we bailed uh, when we were down by 10. And, you know, our, our Carolina fan said to me, you know, you're crazy if you think this, this lead is safe. You haven't seen our defense. And I, I just said, well, I hope I miss an epic comeback. And I'm so glad that I did. But uh, I guess Boardingham's touchdown was just before we got in the car. Post-game traffic in Columbia is awful. Been there a bunch of times. And, uh, and so we listened to the rest of the game uh, trying to get out of traffic. And I'll be honest, Shane, I don't even think I heard Sean Kelly mention that uh, Pearsall had caught the winning touchdown because, I mean, you were up. You were like, yes! <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it was a great call. Uh, and, again, if, if, if us leaving early, I just thought we had run out of gas and so did the rest of us. But, hey, I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out that, that way. And, uh and speaking of taking shots, you, you you did take some shots in that 91 FSU game, but I remember Casey Weldon took a beating, too. So, anyway, All right. uh, just want to touch base. Good go, Gators. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. PG, hello. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, Boardingham, the tip catch to himself, body control there before. And next, obviously, the, the fourth and – I think it was like fourth and eleven. And it's like looks like almost like a tight end bubble screen, but he makes that play. But most of I'm just glad that Florida has a tight end now, and, and Hanson's doing a decent job too. And I just feel like that's a big part of the offense that was missing. So that I, 
I don't know, Boardingham, he's young, but, but he's already making plays, and I'm, I'm very, very happy that that position is looking like it's going to be productive. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention was Mertz. So, Mertz, have you remembered, Shane, and this question is for you, a quarterback that was as tough as Mertz? Because from the Utah game to this game, I'm surprised he's still out there. And uh, you were mentioning sometimes guys aren't even getting touched on the rush. What is – because I'm seeing that too. What is the problem there? Is it, is it miscommunication? Is it, what is it that, that you see more, more times than not? And I'll take it off the air. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's, he's extremely tough. And like I just mentioned, if you were going to play quarterback for Steve Spur, you better be tough. And I think all his quarterbacks in his 12 years here took shots – in every game. We just knew that was part of it. Uh, miscommunication is probably part of it. I, I know we have one run play. Uh, Mazuka didn't have anybody. It was a zone play, and he all he has to do is get his head on a swivel, and he let a guy run right behind him to make the play. So it's probably inexperience. Uh, I don't know how to phrase it. Uh, not keeping your head on a swivel while you're in pass protection, passing things off. If they run any stunts or games, you got to pass that off. Uh, it's a combination of a lot of things, but uh, when the when the game was on the line, we went to we actually had a seven man protection, which I'm all for, because uh, uh, I don't know if it was Montreal or Etienne whoever was at the back stayed in as well, kind of helped Boardingham, because uh, like I said, Arliss didn't block real well, but he, but he got enough of them to let Merch get the ball off. And that's it, it, it's a great point because if somebody if it isn't a pancake block, he didn't block. Oh them. no no I. As a quarterback, I don't need you to do that. Just don't whiff. <laughs> just don't just yeah. just just not a just free say, shot. Yeah, just yeah. get in his way. Make him take the longer route to you or whatever. Um, but that was that was the biggest play we've had so far this year. Let's get Matt real quick. Hi, Matt. Hey, question for Shane. This is his favorite caller, Matt. Um, uh, just based on strictly this year, nothing to do with the last two years. Based on this year, Shane, can you justify Georgia being ranked number one right now? I'm, I'm not even – I'm washing away what they did the last two years. Is that what you're right. saying? Yeah. Uh, I'll be yes. honest. Now that I do the radio, I don't get to watch them as much. But I would probably say no. But if you want to – if but if, but nobody's beaten them in the last two and a half years. So they still should be number one. Right. That's why, Matt, because they're on top and nobody's knocked them off. And then my other question would be, who would you put in there instead? Oh, I would, I would put Michigan in there instead. Who have they played? But who have they played? I know, I know. Well, you could say that for Georgia too, at this year anyway. Yeah. Now within the league, I mean, Michigan's not played. I don't think anybody have they. Nobody. I, I, I don't. I don't know if they've played anybody that's won more than one game. That's what I mean. So no, that that doesn't mean they're not the number one team in the nation, though. I'm just strictly looking at that their roster and how they are performing. Anyway. My point is this, that, that team, and as a Georgia fan, they look like a team that uh, they're getting tired of carrying that crown. They look, they look a little bit beat down. The injury situation is absolutely ridiculous. Once again, we go to Vanderbilt and lose the best player we got. Uh, I don't know how many years that's happened to us just before the Florida game. But anyway, I, I think the stage is set, guys, for an upset. I really do. I, I, I know a lot of Florida fans were kind of pointing to next year because of what Billy's bringing in. I think this year you may have a better shot than next year with with Georgia's injuries piling up and just just not the difference makers in the middle of that defensive line for Georgia. Uh, The the running back situation is an absolute joke. 
Uh, Florida's got three backs better than the guy who's carrying our running game right now. All right. So, hmm. We'll find out. Matt, thank you. 1245 Time Check brought to you by Hey Show, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Trock Kirschmark. Big injury news coming out of Athens today as All-American tight end Brock Bowers will undergo ankle surgery and is expected to miss the rest of the season. The Gators will play Georgia on October 28th following their bye this week. In other Florida football news, quarterback Graham Mertz won SEC Player of the Week after throwing for three, 423 yards and three touchdowns at South Carolina. Monday Night Football is back tonight with the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the Dallas Cowboys. The Chargers are looking for their third straight win while the Cowboys look to bounce back after a blowout loss. The high school volleyball postseason starts tonight with a number of teams in action. Notable first-round matchups include Palatka and Crescent City, Donnell and North Marion, and Matanzas and Buholtz. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trot Kirschmar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I have money-saving news for Florida health care workers and their families. That's right. My health care federal credit union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Different name, but the same great people, same location, and same great service as well. And their certificate rates are growing. You can earn 5.35% on a 12-month special certificate at my at, at, at FICARE Federal Credit Union. And remember, for over 30 years I've been a member here, and it's been great for me. It'll be great for you as well. To find out more about them, Go online at FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org and check them out. Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family-owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Attention Florida drivers, October is National Pedestrian Safety Month, and we want to remind you that staying safe is a shared responsibility between you and pedestrians. Last year in Florida, there were over 10,000 pedestrian-related crashes. As a driver, be extra cautious and look out for pedestrians at all times. Slow down and yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. Failure to yield can result in a fine and three points on your license. Remember, safety starts with you. This message is brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor vehicles. There's a fire in my heart. It's true. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, we're here to help. Every weekday this season when Gators football is on the road, the UF Bookstore wants to hook you up. At 12.30 p.m. during Sports Scene with Steve Russell, listen for your UF Bookstore break. When you hear your cue, give me a break, give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com. 
and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF Bookstore in the Wright Union. The UF Bookstore, gearing you up for Gators game days right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. At Titan Mariah, no insurance is no problem. Titan Mariah has same-day scheduling available. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMariah.com. BB says need, need to give our Gator team and Coach Napier time to reach their full potential because the schedule just reached the start of their DEFCON schedule, a damnation alley of games ending in a year and two months, December 2024. Going to be a hell of a ride. Well, I said this before they won uh, over the weekend. Yes, it's not an easy schedule, but... Are you telling me you can't beat UCF or you can't beat Miami? I, I think they can. But, yes, it, it's not an easy schedule. Uh, Tampa Mike says in the last series, rather than taking knees and a safety, why not show confidence in your offense and go win the game with a first down? I know about all the what-ifs, but what? I believe in trying to win with offense and defense. Wait, hang on a second. The game we're ahead, 41-37. to 37. Okay, that, that's, that he needs to go root for Miami. Because that would be the dumbest thing to possibly do. And he also says, I bet the head ball coach would have tried to pick it up. I guarantee he would not. Uh, at least uh, run it on first and second to see where we're at. Hell no. Okay. I, just, I mean, would you, Steve? No. No, I would not. I, I mean, you would be crucified. That, that, is, if, that is so stupid to even think of doing that. And if you did it and it wasn't successful or you fumbled. Well, or, that's what and Miami lost the game yes, doing it. Yes. Uh, Kevin says, uh, on I think he says on the pass play that was tipped ended up in Wilson's hands. It seems like they both were running the same route, hmm. uh, about five yards apart. Does Florida run a lot of pass routes? No, I'll answer this. They ran double slants, a route combination everybody in the world runs, and it's probably Graham's worst throw he's had since he's been here. Just threw it a little bit behind him. Pearsall went off his shoulder, his hands right into. Trey's. Eugene Trey yeah. running the slant, and we needed a break. Andy in Gainesville, great job on the broadcast Saturday, especially the last nine minutes when you clearly broke down and were accurate on nearly every option Billy faced. Because you happen to have a flashback to Doring's catch when Pearsall caught that last TD pass. Looks similar to me. Congrats on the SEC Legend Award, too. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that, what's crazy is I didn't get to see Doring's catch live because I was sitting in a hotel in Chicago, and that was before every game was on TV back in 1993. Uh, let's get uh, J.D. J.D., hello. Hey, uh, hey guys. Uh, um, Shane, I want to ask you, did, did you did, from the beginning of the game, did it look like that uh, South Carolina was setting up their defense to for, for the run, for the run game, and we made the adjustments no. uh, to, to go to the pass game? No. You know, well, here, here's here's defense. It's not real real crazy. It's, it's all a numbers game. Usually if somebody gives you a one-high single safety look, that means they have extra guys to put in the box. So that's a great time to throw the football. If you see two safeties split kind of by the hash marks, now you have numbers usually to run the football. Uh, South Carolina did a good job mixing it up, and I thought we did a good job mixing it up uh, calling plays. 
Okay, because I, well, I agree with you. I thought that was the best. Uh, of course, it's easy to say after you after you score forty one points and win like that. But uh, I, the other question I want to ask is this: uh, both you guys, and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to name specific players and numbers and all this other. But just sitting there looking, watching this thing, and 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 watching the home games, and it looks like to me the both tackle position, but particularly the right tackle position. Uh, and it looks like the guy that plays most of the plays there is is is, is too big. He, he, you know, it looks like he's one of these guys that you, if you're gonna, you know, have a rainy, cold, you ought to be in a big pen back in the three and you know what pounding ground kind of thing. And he he almost looks like he whiffs because he's too dang big. He's not quick enough. Uh, and I don't want to call out individual kids, but is there a fit? Can you can you is that coachable? Is it coachable when you're six five and three hundred and sixty pounds? Is he talking to, to, to offensive lines what he's referring yes. to? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. T- particularly tackle position. He was very highly recruited and he came from a place that wears crimson jerseys. Um <laughs> right. so, so they, they thought highly enough to give him a scholarship and we probably thought, shoot, we'll take his leftovers. Um look, it, it's as I said many times, it's hard to cover people in space and it's hard to block. You know, the best O-linemen in the world play on Sundays, and they have trouble blocking those dudes rushing the passer. Uh, yeah. Are there things you can do? Yes. Uh, maybe just give a little more effort. You know, sometimes you can overcome not being very good just trying to get in the other dude's way. You know, do it however you got to do it, you know. So maybe just, you know, let's play with a little more effort. All right, J.D., thank you. Appreciate your call. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hello, uh, both of you guys. Shane, uh, uh, Coach uh, Beamer lamented on his uh, post game that they uh, he thought his de- he thought his defensive uh, calls needed to be uh, disguised in a in a better fashion. Um, I don't know. Is that a, is that a primary goal when you're playing a passing team is to disguise what you're doing back there with your cornerbacks and safety every, every team disguise it tries to or wants to disguise on every play sometimes you you don't have time to disguise uh, i'm not sure now some some people sent me some clips from twitter of shane beamer's press conference he was making damn every excuse in the world and throwing kids uh-huh. under the bus as well so uh I'm not sure really – I don't know if I answered your question. Steve, you want to chime in? I think if, if you watch uh, a college game or an NFL game, Andrew, and they give you a wide look, okay, and you look at the defense, sometimes at the last minute they'll rotate a safety or they'll go one high and then go zero or they'll the cornerback will back – it, that's the the late adjustment they're trying to make to confuse the quarterback. That and also you'll see a lot of times linebackers both both linebackers line up in the a gap to bluff that they're blitzing and then they may mm-hmm. blitz and then some defensive ends may drop. Yep. Uh, Carolina did all that. I don't know what the hell Shane Beamer's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just look like a normal game to me. But the other the last thing, uh, Shane and Steve. I don't know if people can can grasp the gravity of pressure that, that our quarterback was under when Pearsall caught the 26-yard pass on fourth and 10. I'm going to take it off the air, but I'm going to ask Shane, what is going through quarterback's mind when it's fourth and 10 
and you got a guy open 26 yards down the field. Well, I don't, I, I don't know if he, he wasn't open at the time he threw it. Uh, I, if I remember, that was the one where we got pressure off his right side. He outran it and rolled right, and then it was just a one-on-one. It wasn't like Ricky was running wide open. He just gave him a jump ball. Ricky came back and made the play. Uh, I mean, it's fourth down. you got to do something. You know, one of the biggest plays in the game was fourth and 11. Uh, we didn't block anybody again, and I know people were upset because he slung it out uh, to Boardingham, and it, he had no chance of getting the first down. He had nowhere else to go with the football, and that's where you just got to hope your guy makes somebody miss, and Arliss did. Yeah, and the other guys get paid, too, to yeah. make a play once in a while. Uh, okay, Brown, you got a minute, a minute and a half. Go. Yes, um, you almost answered the same question from the last caller, and it's about on the defense, Shane and Steve. Um, why don't we show blitz more to try to confuse the offense or do our defensive coordinator get complacent and just keep doing the same thing? Or I just think it's a good thing to go show and make show pressure and then make them change up at the line. We we do that some. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch it and chart it. But we, especially when like Trey Wingo comes in and kind of nickel situations, he plays that Mike backer. He'll line up at linebacker depth, and at the snap, boom, he blitzes, or he may he may show at the line and drop. Uh, we do it, just probably don't do it as much as fans maybe want, but maybe that's just a philosophy. Okay. okay. Hey, that's my question. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Brown. Hour two coming up. Um, we'll take your questions, calls, and cut. By the way, Steven says, heard the Jets' defense hasn't allowed a touchdown in the second half in five or six games. Pretty remarkable. Yeah, it is. They're, they're really good on defense, Stephen, that's for sure. Uh, hour two coming up. Stay with us. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentists to you know, be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh, health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great. But if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Hey, North Florida, it's Jared, your trusted off-road and marine service director at Polaris of Gainesville. I'm back to remind you that the great outdoors is calling your name. From bounty holes to fishing holes, leave it to the pros at Polaris of Gainesville to keep your ride or vessel up and running. Being a team built up of outdoors enthusiasts, we value and understand your time out on the water for battling the trails is important. So come on down to Polaris of Gainesville and experience our state-of-the-art parts and service facility, where our certified staff and technicians are here to help prevent those bad days from happening. From backcountry rides to salty tides, we service all makes and models such as Polaris Off-Road, Slingshot, Gem, Tracker Marine, Key West, 
Carolina Skiff, Yamaha Outboards and Watercraft, Mercury Marine, Suzuki Marine, and more. Have a damaged utility vehicle or a boat and need help with those big corporate insurance monsters? Let us do the estimate to help you recover. No problem is too big or small for Polaris to Gainesville. We are your North Florida premier off-road and marine service center. Give us a call today to set up an appointment at 386-418-4244. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Silverback Concrete knows you have only one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they are the number one choice, folks. You stand on it, we stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. Welcome into our two of Sports Scene. Daniel's our producer, the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, alongside yours truly, Steve Russell. Thank you for making time out of your busy day to call us and talk some sports. 392-8255 on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Email srussell at wruf.com. Tommy says, I'm confident Coach is doing their best to have the backup quarterback ready for action. I'm curious if you all feel he is ready if he's called upon. Uh, who knows? I, I, I mean, I, I understand that, but I, I'm not worried about the backup quarterback. Uh, Keith and Charlotte, uh, enjoy the win. Lots of areas need improvement. Please don't downplay the fans that bring up those because we won the game. Uh, let's look at the positive. Defensive backs are really good to be so young. Man coverage will lead to a few PIs getting beat. So much better than the soft zone we've seen in the last few years. Uh, improved in open field tackling, contesting catches, more aggressive offense by Napier, some outstanding catches by the receiving group. Seems like a recruiting class is loaded with skilled players. Do you have an idea how our incoming linemen stack up? No idea. I don't either. Nope. I don't follow recruiting. And, again, Keith, I, I, I don't mean you can be ranked yeah. whatever you're ranked. It matters when you get on the field. Right? I mean, look at, look at Damian George. And I'm, not, I'm just singling – Shane, you mentioned it. Alabama saw enough in him. Gave him a scholarship. Right? Gave him a scholarship. And sometimes it doesn't work out. But that's how it goes. Get to Scott. Scott, Hello. Hey, guys. Shane, uh, two questions for you. Uh, tight ends, with as good as our running game is at times, and do a little play action, release them down the middle of the field. Do we match up with most linebackers with our tight ends? Um, and just overall, we just don't seem to use the middle of the field very much. Is there a reason for that? Good question. Uh, that is a great question. Um, I'm sure they have it in their playbook, but but you know most of the time our tight ends so far this year have run crossing routes or a slide route, which is from one side of the field to the flat behind the line of scrimmage, which is it's it's extremely hard to stop that play. But yeah, I hear you. Gotcha. Uh, play action, you know, 15 yards down the middle of the field. We'll we'll, we'll call Coach Napier and see if we can get that one in. <laughs> there you go. Uh, last question, real quick. I like what Merch is doing. I think he's doing exactly what we need him to do. But you as a former quarterback that can see the field during the game and has a good idea of what the read options would be, if you had to give him a grade, what would it be? Uh, the high, the highest the highest grade you could possibly give. I think he's, I, I, that, I think he's been unbelievable. Uh, that's my thoughts as well. But like I said, I don't see the whole field watching it on TV. Well, here's the I thing. I have a clue what the progressions are. And uh, but I'm happy with what well, we got. I, I don't know what he's being taught in the classroom either. But you, are there guys? You know, the problem is here's the thing. For example, somebody talked about this on my show today. It's why I hate mirrored routes, Steve. Mirrored routes are let's say you're in a two by two formation. Both guys, run, outside guys, say run comebacks. Inside guys run seams or crawl or shallow cross. Same routes. You throw it left. 
incomplete on the comeback. But over here, you know, after you rewind it or somebody sitting in the stands, so-and-so is wide open. He should have thrown it over there. Okay. He chose. He may have chose the wrong side. That's why I hate mirrored routes. So when we threw yeah. the touchdown after Khalil made the long ball, the very next player, two plays later, we went play action and we had Hayden Hansen running left to right on a, just a crossing route. Khalil ran right to left, basically just cross one another, kind of a pick play for uh, man coverage. Well, it's a great throw and catch, but they they busted the coverage and Hayden Hansen was wide. I mean, nobody was near him, and everybody was should have thrown it there. Well, yeah, but that's that's the problem when you have those type of route combinations because you could make a good throw or a bad throw, and they, people should say you should throw it over there. So I, I hate mirrored route stuff. I don't know where I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, oh, I know where I'm going with this. Is has he may have missed some some reads or yeah? But every quarterback in the world misses reads. I mean, yes, it's just he. I, I think he has played. He's played as well as I thought he was going to play, but maybe better. Look at his completion percentage. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. All right. But that Thank, was it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate your call. Uh, Andrew is next. Hi, Andrew. Hey, guys. Uh, I got a little hypothesis here. I think uh, uh, last week I called, I said, oh, Georgia looks good again. And I couldn't figure out why they beat uh, Kentucky so bad. But then I watched the Kentucky game. And Devin Leary is really bad, like really bad. And I don't know why we didn't figure this out uh, at that Kentucky game because Georgia must have figured it out, Missouri must have figured it out. And I think we, I think we got a good chance. Georgia is uh, had trouble with Vanderbilt again. They've had trouble like every game. It seems like. What, what, what do did, you guys? What think? did we not figure out against Devin Leary? He only completed nine balls the entire game. Uh, well, he didn't have to. He only threw like nineteen passes or something. Like, yeah, he but he was nine of nineteen. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't. We Georgia took it to him because they found the flaw in the in the in the offense. Apparently, we didn't figure it out. We didn't. We didn't stack the line or something. Well, they just blocked the hell out of us. And we didn't tackle well. I mean, it really didn't have much to do with that. They just tip your hat to Kentucky. They beat the crap out of us that day. Yep. Yeah, you. you if we played again, though, do you? What do you think? Well, but you you can't. That that's an irrelevant. You can't do that because everything changes. You got to you got to win on the day you play. All right. Thank you, Andrew. John, hello. Hi, Steve and Shane. Listen, I'd like to give out some kudos to our kicker. Smack was just outstanding. Mm-hmm. I tell you, under the pressure out there and the kicking he did in the field goals, that kept us in the game. And I just I just think he was one of the most valuable players on the field out there. I agree. The kick he made, uh, it was right to left on our radio booth. It was into a stiff breeze, and he made it from 54 uh, was an unbelievable kick, and then the one that got blocked is our left guard and left tackle just got blown up, and uh, they sure did. Yeah, it was, and then we made an adjustment. We put somebody else in the next time we had to kick field goal or an extra point. I tell you, he's come along. I'm, I'm really confident when he goes out in the field now. He's a good one for sure. Okay, thank you, Good yep. Gators. All right, thank you. Todd says, uh, though my confidence level in winning was low, I wasn't picking against them. Offense shined all game long, got the win. Wish we could get the offensive and defensive firing together in the same game. 
It's not too much to ask, right? <laughs> uh, Mertz is a mentally and physically tough dude. Would you agree our old line has to do better on pass blocking? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, there's no question. And, and, of course, in the perfect well world, we'd love for all three phases to play their best game, but it usually doesn't happen that way. Todd says, what was the biggest surprise for the Gators defensively? Uh, his, uh, they didn't give different looks to try to confuse Rattler. I don't know if that's true. I, I, I thought, you know, they had given up 22 or 23 sacks, Steve. I think we got one sack, the, or maybe was it two sacks the entire game. But look, Spencer Rattler can move around. He's got great pocket awareness. He's, he does. He's a really good player. He's a very good player. Uh, Patrick says, uh, in overall UF history, uh, where do you rank Ricky Pearsall? Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, he Look, we've had some super – duper wideouts come through here but let me tell you something he's getting on my top 10 list for sure uh cj says why do we pass or run to the short side of the field on the plays that go laterally why don't we or why do we why do we uh because most people especially with the college hash marks are so much wider than the nfl uh to the wide field i mean we do both but a lot of teams don't think you're going to do a lot of stuff to the short field. Kind of a tendency type deal. Mike uh, says Napier finally abandoned the ultra slow pace, run up the middle, run up the middle pass offense, did what every knowledgeable Gator fan, Spurrier, and even his wife have been telling him. He started running his garbage offensive plan to win and threw the ball downfield. See, here's what I think the other side of this coin is. When somebody talks about an explosive play, right? You look at yardage. Well, supposing you threw a ball in the flat and the guy runs for 20, that's an explosive play. Yes, it is. But it ain't downfield. Right. So be careful when you throw out those numbers because it isn't necessarily a downfield throw. Right. And we've had a bunch of explosive plays on shorter passes. I mean, I go back to the Tim Tebow days. I bet if you went and charted all his, his, uh, a lot of his explosive throws, they're five-yard shallow routes to Percy. <laughs> yeah, who can make a lot happen with yeah. those things. Yeah. He said, now he also says, uh, got to find defensive backs that actually want to form tackle. Uh, Gator secondaries become soft. Uh, yeah. Let's get to uh, Rich. Rich, hello. Hey, Steve. I, I just want to say uh, how grateful I am to the, uh, to the team for winning the game the other day. Because I like to listen to sports radio, and it would be miserable for the next six weeks. <laughs> you ain't lying. Nah, it would be absolutely miserable. I've never been heard. I just recently moved back to, to Gainesville uh, from living on the West Coast for a while, and and uh, so I didn't get a chance to listen to the sports radio here. And I've never seen so many people so upset about a team that's in a rebuild mode. And uh, my goodness, if you just look at the recruiting that's coming in and what he's playing, you know, the number of young players that are out there playing now, there's there nobody in Gainesville has got a reason to be upset about this team or about this coach. And uh, I just don't think you can blame a coach for his play calling, which I hear over and over again, oh, he needs an OC, he needs an offensive coordinator. He's got to have the team that he trusts out there playing before he, uh, he can open up his full playbook. And uh, I just, but I am grateful they won because uh, I'd be listening to Celine Dion for the next six weeks otherwise. <laughs> All right, Rich, thank you. Um, to to the point Mike made, 
he's the only one today, good or bad, that's really said anything about the defense. South Carolina had I'm gonna th- as good of an offensive day as Florida had. They had 30 less yards than Florida. But South Carolina's put up numbers all year long. Yeah, but, I mean, they racked up 465 yards Mm -hmm. of offense, right? But nobody's saying, oh, defense sucks. Get rid of that guy. you got to hire him. Nobody's saying that. Why? Because they won. Right. That that cures everything, right? And, And, look, Florida had 494 yards of offense and ran 81 plays. And, remarkably, Carolina had that offense in just 63 plays. Well, we, we controlled – we were moving the football with good tempo but also controlling the clock for most of the game. Yep. One fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Trot Kirschmar. Big injury news coming out of Athens today as All-American tight end Brock Bowers will undergo ankle surgery and is expected to miss the rest of the season. The Gators will play Georgia on October 28th following their bye this week. In other Florida football news, quarterback Graham Mertz won SEC Player of the Week after throwing for 423 yards and three touchdowns at South Carolina. Monday Night Football is back tonight with the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the Dallas Cowboys. The Chargers are looking for their third straight win while the Cowboys look to bounce back after a blowout loss. The high school volleyball postseason starts tonight with a number of teams in action. Notable first-round matchups include Palatka and Crescent City, Donnell and North Marion, and Matendis and Buholtz. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trot Kirschmar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Here's the kickoff, and this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Keff, and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Can you imagine rising for work before the crack of dawn? Tending to hundreds of acres of land before dusk? Well, that's what happens on 47,000 Florida farms every day. Florida's farmers work hard to grow nutritious food for you and your family. And you can help support them by enjoying delicious, fresh-from-Florida produce. Look for the sunny, fresh-from-Florida logo where you shop or visit freshfromflorida.com to learn more. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers big time. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, all you customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PATRICK. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet just $5 on the NFL. That's promo code PATRICK only on DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources we are your home for tampa bay buccaneers football you are listening to espn 98.1 fm 850 am wruf and anywhere in the world with the wruf radio app this is gatorhead football coach billy napier and you're listening to sports scene with steve russell right here on espn 98.1 fm 850 am wruf and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Looking for the best pizza in town? Go head on over to Leonardo's Millhopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible. We'll have you coming back for more. When you go, make sure you say hello to Kyle and tell him Shane sent you. Okay, we'll take calls the rest of the day here. 392-8255. You can email us, russell at WRUF.com. Don't forget, tomorrow inside the huddle, Shane and I back with the head ball coach, 11 a.m., followed by sports scene at noon. Joe says... Saturday's game, great. Hoping it's a building block for the rest of the year and the future of the program. Shane, I agree with you on Merch's ability and the skilled players. Looks to me most of the pressure on Merch coming from the right side of the O-line. On the D-line, looks like the D-line's getting their pad level too high. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't go back and watch the games, but I'm just trying to think. Yeah, uh, Damian George had a, a rough day. The good thing about that is, is at least Graham can feel it, kind of see it out of his – peripheral vision of the guy coming free uh defensively we do get high at times no question about it uh let's see question for shane um on occasions when merch loses his helmet has to set out a play would it make more sense to put in a wildcat formation with etn and johnson so defense has two guys to worry about instead of max brown handing off to a back i mean there's always that situation but i mean yes and no i mean like I said, I have zero problem when the backup quarterback comes in launching it deep because nobody expects it, and that's a very safe throw. Lee says, I would have been happy even in a loss, pace of play, 81, aggressive calls, calling timeouts at the end of the half appropriately, all better. Boardingham unlocks part of the offense that makes it go. Happiest we're seeing Billy adjust. Hopefully that continues. Defense largely youth. Guys need to grow. Not mad at the effort or the structure. Tackling's an issue everywhere, never going to change. That's throughout the sport, I yeah, think. Yeah. Offenses are better. Rules have changed. Kids playing seven-on-seven. Seven. Why so important we score? Currently 12th in the SEC in scoring despite being top four in every other category. Yeah, I mean, we. the, the difference in this game is we actually, from the 15, 20-yard area, we fired some into the end zone. Now, we, did we kick too many field goals? And I know people are, yes. But there was a reason why we had to kick those field goals, Steve, because we had a couple where it was like third and seven. We got like a holding call. So now it's third and 17. You want to just throw a completion, make it a shorter field goal attempt. The, the, the odds of, of, of converting third and 10 pluses are so slim. I don't think the general public understands that. You know, they get so mad when you throw it underneath. I have no problem with that because – Hell, I've been in that situation both as a player and as a coach. And you've got to be smart and understand the situation of football. Yep. You want to get points as opposed to 
maybe turning it over and not getting anything. Right. Uh, Victor says, uh, you stole my thunder, can't count on the offense to carry this team yet. Where's the pass rush? Uh, you may have covered this already. Is it time to have Khalil there more often due to sticky hands and his size and length looks to be a definite advantage? So I'm getting mixed up on some routes a couple of times, so maybe that's why he's shown big catchability, tippy-toe catch against Tennessee in the incredible catch Saturday. Yeah, he's a good player. He's got good hands. Uh, I think he's more of a uh, possession. I, I don't know if that's the correct thing to say, but he, 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 need, he needs not to be the single receiver guy because I think we need to put somebody over there that's more elusive to exploit that that DB. Get to Cody's call. Hi, Cody. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to talk uh, a little bit about Graham just on that final drive. Uh, I guess it's really, you know, how impressed I was, um, how composed he stayed, his poise, you know, to lead them down the field. You know, I think about that fourth and ten, he, he rolled to his right, made that throw to Pearsall, um, and then obviously threading the needle for the touchdown. Right? I think he took a pretty massive shot on that play. Um, I was just super impressed after the game on the SEC Network uh, you know, they're asking about, you know, that slant where he kind of threw it a little bit behind Ricky. Um, you know, and he, he stepped in. He said, hey, I, I'm the first to say, you know, Ricky was open, right? We got a break. Trey caught it, went down the field a little bit. But that's going to happen, right? I mean, he's done the ball 40 times a game. Like, he's going to miss a pass, right? So um, just just super composed. Um, and just really the energy around being 5-2, and two, going into an open week, playing Georgia versus, like, oh, we're four and three, you know, we got Georgia, you know, things like that. So I'll hang up and listen, but, yeah, just just wanted to stay on Graham's train a little bit. Okay, thank you for your call, Cody. Chris is next. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Shane, first of all, thanks for being in every Monday. I really enjoy your insight as a former player and everything you know and what you bring to the show. And, Steve, naturally you do too, but – Coming from a player that's been out there is really, really just a bonus. So thank you. That's why he's here. (laughs) He's done it. I haven't. That's why he's here. Yeah. And, uh, hey, I'm just thrilled. I mean, we got the road monkey off our back for one week. What a huge, huge win. Credit to uh, Coach Napier for opening it up, et cetera. I must finish with a sound off, if I may. Mike, you're an embarrassment to Gator fans. Go cheer for somebody else. Thanks for letting me have my say. All right, Chris, thank you. He's got a right to to say that, and that's what this show was for. Uh, Jim says, after picking the Gators 30-24 on Friday, pleasantly surprised the way Billy opened up the offense. We're going to a bowl game against Go Gators and and Go Jets. Yeah, Jim, thank you. Um, Tom said uh, he it's the first game he's rewatched in years. He goes down. He says, uh, curious what you guys think about the defense moving forward. Well, I said earlier, I even said this to a couple of buddies after the game. I had some concerns with the defense. I know we were all excited after the Tennessee game, and I think Austin Armstrong is going to be a fabulous coordinator, and he's still putting the pieces together. But Tennessee is not even close. Not, I mean, Steve, not even close to what they were last year offensively. Quarterback's not nearly as good. I mean, he's not very good at all, let's be honest. I mean, he's terrible. <laughs> the wide receivers are not what they were. Now they got some good little running backs, and you saw they they're they're a rushing football team. Now but, they are, but it's a one back. You know they spread you out, and you can control because they only have five blockers in there, depending on how many you have in the box. And then they just run go routes, and sometimes they'll run like a slant or something. But it's an easy offense to defend, in my opinion. Uh, we we have to get better defensively, and and obviously in Jacksonville is going to be a test. Jim says. Uh, Seem to give up several deep balls where there was no safety coming over to help. Do you think we'll need to rescheme a bit in order to keep a safety back to help the corners? 
I don't remember us playing cover zero. Um, yeah, I don't either. No. Yeah. A, safety's, a safety's not going to always be able to get over and help. Uh, usually that's going to be if we play a too high safety look. But, look, I don't think people want to give Leggett and those wide receivers, Juju McDowell, these dudes that Carolina have, and their quarterback who's going to be a first-round pick. They're, they're really good throwing the football. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. I think I got caught up. Three nine two eight two five five. Email s russell at wruf dot com. Uh, we'll discuss this more tomorrow, Shane. But um, we're starting to get a few other games here now. Later this week, uh, Ohio State, Penn State. I think is one game uh, that'll that'll help the Big Ten situation out a little bit. USC certainly got exposed mm-hmm. over the weekend. Caleb Williams, he's done through three picks, right? Um, but Michael Penix. I would think now Heisman front runner. I saw before we left the hotel, he was the front runner before they played Saturday. How about this, folks? He's a transfer from a team that wasn't very good. Indiana. Yeah. 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 So just because you weren't very good at your previous stop, a change of scenery and the right people around you, you can be pretty good. Yep. 127, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Time for your questions, calls, and comments with the Gator QB. And yours truly, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Attention, Florida healthcare workers. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for you. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location and great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Try our fixed-rate Visa card, an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. Use our concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25%. And buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today. FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
This afternoon, skies becoming mostly sunny, but temperatures will still be on the cooler side. I'm expecting highs today only in the mid to upper 60s, with a breeze gusting to about 15 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies and getting cold. By tomorrow morning, we'll be waking up to temperatures in the upper 40s. Lots of sunshine, though, for our Tuesday afternoon. Highs near 70. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. It's a bird. It's a plane. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Maybe it's recency bias with the Broncos. Could be. With what we saw last night. It is one. But can they get out of that contract? What, what, what can Denver do? Like, they owe Russ a lot of money. They owe their head coach $100 million. They gave up all those draft picks. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. At Titan Mariah, no insurance is no problem, and Titan Mariah has the same-day scheduling available. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMariah.com. Okay, our last half hour, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. When Tom said that he had rewatched his first game in years, um, he thinks the offensive pace was better, uh, and he said, Rattler better than I thought. Leggett is good, yeah. Uh, and uh, Georgia only sacked Rattler twice at home. Um, yeah, now all the focus will certainly be two weeks hence, and you can understand that. Andrew says, does Deion Sanders use analytics? Is it impossible <laughs> to lose that far ahead? Glad we pumped the brakes against Tennessee if analytics says to. I don't know if he does or not. Um, I mean. Did you see they spoofed him on Saturday Night Live? Oh, that was hilarious. God, so, funny. so funny. But it's, uh, look. His kid and the Hunter kid are good players. Other than that, I think they just, they got, I mean, they're just, they're not very good. Let's no. be honest. No. They're fortunate that they've won as many games as they've had. Yep. And that, I mean, and if I think you take a step back here, right, with all Dion, all the, yes, he reworked the roster. Yeah. But they're still not very, and what surprises me is for a defense, primarily a defensive guy. Oh, they're terrible. They're awful. And, you know, in Stanford, I watched some of the first half. They they moved the ball up and down the field. They just did dumb stuff. And then I go to bed and wake up, and I was like, wow, yeah. wow. John, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Um, Shane, do you think it hurts Hunter to play both ways? I mean, he didn't look all that good on defense. Uh, I mean, he they, he they don't have very many good players, so they, he probably has to play both ways. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I mean, do you think there's anything to him being tired? Oh, there's. I mean, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure because you uh, would probably have more guys do that in the in the country if they they if it didn't hurt them from a physical standpoint. Um, look, I mean, they they're just not a good football team. I, I, it has nothing to do with Dion or any of that stuff. If you just watch them all year long, you can tell they're not very good. Yeah, yeah. Well. Um, you forgot to mention early on, Shane, um, you were naming the, the numbers of our great players. I think 22. I mean, every game on offense, he has an incredible catch, it seems like to me. No, you're um, right. Well, I, I was talking about, yeah, Khalil, 
Uh, I called. Yeah. I've called Khalil the last two years. I've called him Willie. I've called him Terry. Yeah. I always have trouble calling him <laughs> Khalil. But um, no, he he's a good athlete and he catches everything. Uh, I was talking about just our primary explosive offensive unit would be one, three, six, and eight with whatever running yeah. back back there because of their speed and their elusiveness. Khalil doesn't have that. Uh, no, he and and you know what's funny, Shane and Steve. I looked him up to try to look at his recruiting. I, he's not even listed. He's not a recruit. I mean, no, he's he has a zero stars on no, everything. A, well, he played. He played at Hawthorne, and he was a quarterback. Um, this was as Hawthorne was building their program. And Willie was there. Willie was there with out. with uh, CI. Yep. And uh, you know, and I, I I think he had some offers at some smaller type schools or whatever. But uh, Mullen gave him an opportunity to come here as a walk-on, and he's earned every he's earned a scholarship now. Yep, and he's playing complete. I completely agree. Can you, um, as I go, I want you to talk about what can our receivers do to get those pass interference calls? I, I feel uh, like they need to put on a show a little yeah. more. Like so, so the two that stood out to me were both our true freshman, Eugene Wilson the uh, third. He had two opportunities where he could just fight for the football, just jump back into the defender, easy P.I. call. He will learn from that, and I'm sure Billy G. has shown him on tape. But I, I agree with you. I, I mentioned that on the on the uh, broadcast. Yeah, it was great, uh, great broadcast, by the way. Thanks, guys. Take care. Okay, thank you. Tommy, you're next. Hi, Tommy. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Uh, a, a quick question about uh, the, I, I read one article. Some some say that the Gator defenders, some of them could get a little past because they're still growing in knowledge and in their SEC bodies. I would just like to, I, I uh, like to hear your comment off the air, and I'll just, I'll just hang up here and off the air. Thanks. Okay, thank you, Tommy. Well, from a, I mean, we got a lot of young dudes. I think it's been documented, Steve. We play more true freshmen than anybody in America. Uh, you know, usually. Nowadays, kids come to college, they're they're pretty good shape and mature or whatever, but obviously the older you get, the more you're in the weight program, the nutrition program, you're going to get bigger, stronger, and faster. Uh, his other question was the knowledge. Yeah, they're, they're in a, a new system, and obviously the more you play in a system, the more comfortable you get. Um, you know, my friend Mike, when he sends me war and peace emails, he complains I don't read all of it. And that's just not him. That's anybody that sends me long emails. I either condense them or hopefully get another one. And he says, it's a shame fans can't make a point without being censored or mocked. Uh, how many people have called here today? A lot. How many people have emailed today? Have I censored or mocked anybody? I don't believe I have. Uh, your show has pretty much become coaches never make a mistake and fans should never give their opinion. Well, again, if that were the case... I wouldn't read your email. I wouldn't take the calls we're taking. So that's just not factual, Mike. Okay? And when you send me war and peace emails, I can't read them all. I can't read. I can't. Um, Matt says, I want to get your thoughts on the first Gator play after the interception. We knelt the ball down, didn't run around first, only took a second off the clock. I was terrified we did that rather than running around like we did on second and third down. Thought it was going to bite us. Might give Carolina an extra play. Uh in, because of what happened with Miami. Yeah, so I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, we should have taken some time off. I think it was 20 or 22 seconds when we got the ball back. They had three timeouts. 
uh, we just took a knee. They called timeout. Then I think Billy probably told Mertz, hey, run around. So we ran around on second and third down. That was their final timeout after third down. And I think there was nine seconds left. And like I said, if we'd run around on the first down play, we probably could do the roll right, throw it as high and as far out of bound, game over. Well, we didn't. Next best thing is take a safety, waste time there, and roll the dice if they can't pull off a miracle play. Here you go, Shane. Monty says, as frustrated as Carolina probably is over the loss to UF, I still think they have the offense to take care of A&M this Saturday. Is that who that who Carolina has? Yeah. I tell you what. I mean, I don't. I haven't watched them play a lot, and maybe I just give them way too much credit. But Steve, A&M's offense is so bad, so bad. And I used to think Max Johnson was a pretty good player, but he 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 didn't really have a feel in the pocket. Well, and I don't know who they recruited because remember they had all these five star guys coming out of the woodwork there. But I also don't see game changers there either. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens if they get rid of Ojimbo. Uh, John says if Georgia was smart, they'd send their tight end to the Bama doctor for that tightrope surgery. He could be ready in two weeks. That's what they're doing. Yeah, he's doing a tightrope. Yeah. So what what they're going to do is it's like two to three weeks when that procedure takes place, and I this is just me. And I, I I could care less about Georgia, quite honestly, but this is probably what's happening. They're going to see how the rest of the year unfolds. If they're playing in the SEC championship game, he'll be ready to play. If they're playing for a national title, he'll be ready to play. Yeah, because you don't want to ruin that kid. No. You know, for what his future may be. Um, okay. Uh, well, now take calls, 392-8255. You can email uh, S. Russell at WRUF.com. Don't forget to, oh, by the way, congratulations, uh, Graham Mertz, SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Well deserved. Yep, should be. Um, I wish I could find the email um, that, and I must have taken it away. The basic premise of the email, though, was that uh, South Carolina's defense was really bad, that part of Florida's offensive performance was because the Carolina defense was so bad. Well, the the number one team in America played them too. Okay, look, stats sometimes are legit, sometimes stats lie to you, but it is what it is. Still, It's still a road game in the Southeastern Conference that I would say 70 to 80% of the Gator fans thought we were going to lose the game in the summertime. Yeah. Okay, well, you win it, you play well, I don't give a damn if it was on air. Let's be happy. Here it is. Uh, Drew says, I can't uh, handle with some of these big brain fans who are using this game as an I told you so in regards to the coaches opening up like they knew something the coaches didn't. Carolina's the worst team in the nation in pass defense, the worst. And before the game, they were one of the worst teams in pressuring the quarterback. And despite that, Graham was getting pummeled. This was a game where our coaches took advantage of an opportunity, definitely a tip of the cap, but don't expect us to be putting 400-plus yards a game from here on out. We have to get better blocking. Unfortunately, at this point of the year, you're who you are on the offensive line. Not a whole lot you can do to scheme up better pass blocking. But every game is different. That, you know, I love it when people say, well, that team we're playing this week lost to those two teams, so we should beat them. It doesn't matter. You know, we, we may 
let's just say we beat Georgia. We may rush for 250 yards and throw for 100. Whatever it takes, let's try to win a game. That's what the bottom line is, isn't it? Uh, Don, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, good afternoon. How y'all doing? Good. Hey, hey Steve, um, Steve and Shane, y'all can answer this. On our defense, man, when these teams pull the guard and the tackle, we don't seem to be able to tackle folks. When they, I noticed the, uh, Kentucky did that. Maybe some other team did that. But when their offense pulled the guard and the tackle to go around that, Seem like our DN, they may turn the play in, but the linebackers never there to make the tackle. Did you notice that? Or something? I'm just exaggerating or what? No, you're right. So basically, uh, a lot of teams, starting back with Kentucky, ran, as you said, it's, it's the old counter trade that the Redskins made famous, where you pull the backside guard and tackle. So the front side all blocks down, just angle blocking, just cave anything that comes in your way down. We're going to kick out and the extra tackle is going to wrap up. Sometimes it'll be a guard and maybe a tight end at the wing. He's the wrapper up in there. Uh, or we also had some trouble with the one-back power where you just pull the guard. Everybody blocks down, pull the guard, and he kicks out. We've had some serious issues with that play or that concept in the run game this year. Okay, thank you for your call. Tom is next. Hi, Tom. Well, you just uh, touched on my one thing I wanted to ask, so I'll ask something else. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Shane, do you feel like that, that we're opening up more of the playbook and, or, or that he's having more confidence in Mertz? And, because it does seem like, I guess, what, past two or three weeks we've started um, bringing in more of the tight end into working in the offense and stuff. So just want to kind of get your thoughts on if you see some progression in, in, in what we're allowing him to do or not well i don't think it has anything to do with the confidence of Mertz because i know in the summertime billy goes this this dude is a joy to coach uh they believed in him i think what it is is and and people just don't understand coaches have philosophies billy is a run first coach even though he played quarterback that's what's crazy um but that's his <laughs> that that's his philosophy and that doesn't mean we're going to open it up or, or have the same type of what, 48 pass? Now, we had to come from behind there at the end, but 40-something pass attempts against Georgia. Uh, we might. We may throw it 60 times. Who knows? Uh, yeah. but he, he trusts this quarterback. Trust, Believe me. They, they This whole team does. I don't know if I've seen a team just, I don't know, bonding or just the way they feel about their quarterback. Just Because I travel with them. You see them in pregame warm-up, in the locker room. They trust this guy. It's almost like he's like, He's been playing football for like 25. You know, he's old. He's older. Yeah. Has a lot of a lot of experience under his belt. But he he's kind of a what quarterbacks used to be. You know, I, I always go back to the Spurrier days. All the coaches' quarterbacks were kind of the same guy, Steve. You know, none of us could could run real fast. None of us were going to lower our shoulder and run over anybody. But we all got along with everybody on the team. We did our job, whether it was a we didn't have any rah-rah guys, I don't think, um, as, as the quarterback. But if you did your job, the other guys just kind of fed off of you. They respected you. Yes, that's yes. yes. And I'm, this I'm, team I'm respects super, him. I'm super impressed with him. I, I'm, I mean, you know, I went out to the Utah game for the first game, and um, I went – I was somewhere, and I saw this guy wearing a Wisconsin um, jersey or something, and I asked him, hey, what's, what's your opinion on him? And they said, oh, well, he's the turnover machine kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, God. 
So I was thinking, you know, it's going to, here we go, we're going to poop the bed, but he, he, he's great. I'm very happy with him. Um, he, he, he throws the ball away when he needs to throw the ball away. Um, um, I mean, he's, I, I think he's very confident. I, I'm, I'm impressed with him. I loved how fired up he was before this game, too, and during the game. All right. Thank you for your call, Tom. Appreciate it. The other thing, I don't know. I'd love to ask Graham Merch this, though. Maybe you can when you talk to him. You know, what they ran at Wisconsin offensively. Well, uh, like I told you, I, before Sean and I got ready to leave the hotel and get on the bus, we were watching part of game day, and here comes across – Iowa, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. I was like, boy, whatever time that game is being played, there are going to be a lot of people taking naps. Uh, but And I've never asked Graham this, and I, I try to stay away from You know, I, yeah. I, I just kind of dap him up and let's go, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I really want to ask him, why in the hell did you go to Wisconsin? Yeah, well, and here's the point. I'm not knocking what they do or who the coach was or what their system was, but maybe this guy had it in him all along. And they it just put, wasn't the right system. Yeah, it was a terrible fit. Yes. And you got to give a little credit to, to Florida for putting him in a system that allows him to do what he's doing. There's no That's question. coaching. And I think you go back, and you know, I, I talked about this last year, the best players on the football team, were, Billy Napier was responsible for bringing them in. The playmakers that he's brought in now trust his evaluation process, especially at all the skill position. Now, we talked earlier – you know, can we do better in the portal with the big fellows? Yes, but gosh, I mean, Pearsall, Montreal, ETN, you can go on and on with these wide out. And the, I mean, the running backs and the quarterback, I mean, you can't, can't question it. 147, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up ESPN 98 1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Aiden Finley. Heading into the bye week this week, Florida quarterback Graham Mertz was named SEC Offensive Player of the Week, and kicker Trey Smack was named Co-Special Teams Player of the Week after a 41-39 win over South Carolina. Florida's next opponent will be the Georgia Bulldogs, which today announced All-American tight end Brock Bowers is undergoing surgery just two weeks before the Florida-Georgia game and will be out the remainder of the season. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys are headed to Los Angeles to face off against Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Don't miss tonight's Monday Night Football matchup. Coverage starts on WRUF at 7.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Aiden Finley. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At International Diamond Center, nobody tells our story better than our own non-commissioned diamond experts. In the 17 years that I've been in this industry, I have never been able to offer my clients the things that I can offer at IDC. What's best about our company is that we have access to far more options than most retailers typically do. None of us are paid on commission at all, so our interests are pure. We always encourage people to shop around because we know that our prices are good enough. You will be back. It's not a selling environment at all. We want 
to know what's most important to you and help you get there. We take care of your ring for life. We invite you in as an extension of our family. It's about helping each client achieve what they want to become a hero. When we approach it in such a straightforward manner, it's refreshing. They almost look at you with a sigh of relief, like you take the mystery away. The merchandise that we have is unmatched. The prices that we have are incredibly competitive. Our quality is unsurpassed. International Diamond Center. Discover the difference. Our people. Get store hours, directions, and more at shopidc.com. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-361-1289. 800-361-1289. That's 800-361-1289. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. We are proud to be your home for Gator soccer. Spins and fires! Gators on top! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Coach Steve Spurry, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Our final segment here, (laughs) this is from Minch. He says, Jimbo finally hired an OC. How's that working out? Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, and again, Bobby Petrino is a proven Play caller, but he lost the guy that they the quarterback. Yes, so that's part of what happens too. Mm-hmm. Is the personnel you have or don't have at your disposal? Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, I was wondering if I could uh, ask a question real quick about Mississippi State football. If we can answer it, sure. <laughs> so, uh, um, so. Where does Mississippi State go with Zach Arnett? They hired him because they had to hire someone from within their uh, within the system already because of the way with Coach Lee when he passed. But he's not going to take him anywhere. And so how long is Mississippi State obligated to keep him as coach? Well, they get rid of him? I don't follow the Bulldogs closely at all. I was I was a little surprised. I mean – I wasn't surprised with that hire because it was within, but but then he started cleaning house of all of the air raid folks. And when you have 
if they had if Will Rogers had been graduating, maybe make some sense. But this dude's a really good quarterback in that system, and now they're in shambles. So he uh, was actually my my quarterback in high school. I caught passes from him. Okay, well, good, good. I bet you you caught a bunch then. Um, yeah, I. I, I don't I don't know I don't think it'll last very long I just got that feeling. But but I, yeah, it would be it kind of seems like they're in a hard place because they don't you don't want to have to fire someone that you hired almost out of not necessarily because you needed them but at the same time you just can't keep someone that's not going to win. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to fire him this year. No, no, it'll be I, a couple they, of years. They have to give him some time. Yeah, uh, unless it just gets disastrous but we'll see thank you for your call paul um john says why did smack do the punt on the safety kickoff at the end that was surprising they used our kicker to punt at that time is he a better tackler i don't think he did i, I thought think i think he, jeremy uh crawshaw punted i thought that too yeah. Yeah. um if if, I, if that's not the case somebody uh tell me but i'm pretty sure that was the case yeah we lined up in punt formation or the, yeah uh, Todd says, how many true freshmen does Florida play? Is it out of necessity? Other seasoned players not stepping up? No, I just think I think Billy's recruited very well. Holly touted kids. One thing I like, when you're new, you got a clean slate, right? And I do think a lot of those defensive players did leave, too, for one reason or another. But, you know, sometimes if a freshman's the best player, you play him. Yes. And that's just how it is. Uh, Roger says, I looked up Jimbo's buyout, $77 million. That's a, it's a drop in the bucket for the Ags. For anybody <laughs> in Texas, right, with all that oil there? Like, like, like what? Um, I think they're like 1-9 in nine their last 10 road games, I think I saw. Yeah. I mean, it's – you, you just – you think, you know, misery loves company, that sort of thing. But you wonder what their show's. Oh, or yeah. like, you know, a show like this, right? Um, Wouldn't it be cool, Steve, if, if, if somebody would, like, let's use Texas A&M for example. They're, they're WRUF out there. If they, like, flew you out for a week and then flew their host here and let them host each other's show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would, but we, we should maybe propose yeah. that. Yeah. Um, just came up with a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's a very nice idea. All right, oh. let's go back to our Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Drew, hello. Hey, look at the guy terrible uh i heard the guy talking about smack doing the uh the punt kickoff uh the tv and uh, the guys doing the tv said it was smack i'm listening to the actual uh radio i heard you guys say uh cross shot so yeah. i think the tv announcers just mixed it up yeah oh okay yeah, yeah. i thought it was cross yeah, yeah. okay thank you yeah. drew appreciate that um and then uh we got this uh watch the game yeah the sec commentator said it was smack they're also shocked he did the safety uh, so there why you go. were they shocked that we took the safety? That was the right move. Yeah, that was, I, I didn't understand that either. It is the right move. Um, okay, going forward, Shane, I think it's a great time for a buy for Florida. I mean, you could argue they got momentum now, but get some players healthy and regroup. And I think it's good because you're playing a Georgia team that is still formidable. You got to, you got to, you know, to, to beat the champ. You got to to be the champ. You got to beat the champ, right? And that's what they've got to do. But it does look a whole lot better than maybe it would have looked three weeks ago. 
Yeah, it, like I said, Steve, it was a must win. You had to find a way to win that thing going. I mean, you still control your destiny. I mean, is it a long shot? Yeah, but anything can happen. What are this games in first place in the East? Period. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just think about that. I mean, when's the last time we went to to this game where it actually meant anything? Yeah. I, I can't even remember. 2020, maybe, I think, somewhere in there. But, yeah. It was one year with Mullen it meant something. Okay. But, but to your point, who would have thought in August, right, well, but but maybe not playing for first place in the East, though. Well, had us win in eight games, so yeah, you're yeah. But I know you. Had I a, thought we'd have a. Be, I thought I think I picked us being six and one going into this game. Did you? Okay. I think I have to go back and look at my notes. Okay. <laughs> well, five and two still, but yeah. the fact that after all the doom and gloom and Vegas saying five and a half or whatever it said, right. The winner of this game is in first place in the SEC East. That that says a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it should be fun. It's a great weekend over there. I can't wait. You know, Danny's got his Desire Cup. I'll be over there. But uh, there, there's nothing like this game. I mean, it's I've been to OU Texas. The hatred in this game far exceeds what it does between OU and Texas, in my opinion. And even if Florida does not win this game, if you acquit yourself well, you just can't stumble. I mean, Arkansas, give them credit. They came off the deck, almost knocked off Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Um, the semis won't be easy here, and they may have, a, depending on what their schedule is, they could have a lot riding on that game here. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but that should be kind of fun. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow uh, we will have Inside the Huddle, Shane back, along with the head ball coach. We'll talk to you at 11 a.m. tomorrow, and then we'll do Sports Scene. By the way, for Sports Scene this week, shows today, tomorrow, Wednesday. Going to take Thursday and Friday off, as we usually do uh, when we have the break, as we have it here. So uh, we'll talk more about some of the national stuff tomorrow. And there's some good SEC games coming up this week, too, that we'll talk about. And some, it isn't a great week for national games. Iowa, by the speaking of Iowa, huh. real quick, they beat Wisconsin. Did they? They control that division. I don't even know who's on that side. But they're not going to get that 25 points a game. They're not even close to it, which is contract mandated for the offensive coordinator, uh, the coach's kid, to keep his job. Do you know that? I did, well, you got to fill me in on I this. I will fill you in on that. It's interesting. Uh, thanks, Daniel, for producing. Thanks to all of you for calling in, emailing, and listening. Always appreciate it when you do. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.